0: Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. Go right now to 4Patriots.com slash on the right to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4Patriots.com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right. Today at noon on 55KRC. The Talk Station.
1: It's seven oh six here at fifty-five Care City Talk Station. Happy Tuesday to you. Will we sell the railroad? Will the city of Cincinnati sell the railroad? Got to ask that question of Liz Keating. Councilman Liz Keating, welcome back to the 55 KC Morning Show. It's always great talking to you. Yes,
2: yeah, thanks. Always great talking to you, too.
1: And the last time we talked about the proposed sale of the railroad, just by way of background for those not in the know, basically speaking, Cincinnati owns a rail line, and it has leased that rail line to uh, Norfolk Southern. Yes, the operators of the train that crash in each, the, the derailed in East Palestine. Uh, negotiations were underway, and the proposal as it currently stands rather than get a renew the lease and get a multi million dollar annual payment, Norfolk Southern will put into trust $1.6 billion, and the return on investment, the interest earned on that $1.6 billion, will go on an annual basis to the city in lieu of the lease payment. And it's been calculated that that. We'll generate $50, $60 million if you consider, what, a 5% rate of return. Am I at least in the ballpark on those figures, Liz?
2: Correct, yes.
1: Okay, good. Now, I guess I'm wondering, um, we don't control, under the current lease agreement, as things currently stand, and if they continue to lease it, we don't control the activities day-to-day on the rail. Those are governed by what Norfolk Southern chooses to do and the federal regulations that govern it. The lease agreement requires them to maintain and upkeep the rails themselves, but we we can't go in and say you can't move that type of freight, you can't haul that number of cars, you have to have a specific braking system. Those Those aren't even topics that the city has control over. Am I right on that?
2: That is correct. Yeah, that's all regulated by federal government.
1: Okay. So has the East Palestine derailment really changed anything in terms of the fundamentals of this deal? I just view it as one of the thousand derailments that happen every year. This one just happens to be pretty catastrophic, considering what was released. But in the final analysis, those statistics actually have gotten better over the years. There are fewer derailments, you know, in the last five years than there were previous years. I got to imagine derailments have happened on that rail line before. So is anything about East Palestine? giving pause to the council or the board that runs the railroad or maybe those in Columbus who are going to be required to change the law that it might not go through, Liz?
2: You know, I think it has caused everyone to take pause and ask more questions and ask more questions around safety and regulation. Um, Knowing the city really, as you said, doesn't have any control over that. That is all federal government. But at the same time, at the end of the day, this sale is dictated by the voters. So state law has to pass. That's expected to pass in the transportation budget um, in March, so in about a month. Um, but at the end of the day, voters have the final decision in November. Right. So because of this um, tragedy in East Palestine, what I think what the best thing for us to do is ask a lot of questions, make sure – that the public has the information that they know or that that will give them the confidence or not of confidence and complete transparency so when they go to the ballot box they can make an informed decision. So what happened really doesn't have an impact on this except for the fact that it may cause voters, um, you know, some concern. And that's where we our role is, is to make sure we're asking questions and make sure that they have full transparency to be able to make that decision in November.
1: All right. Now, under the terms of the lease agreement, which I've never read, I'll be honest with you, um, we still own the rail line itself. And to the extent someone comes forward and says, no, we shouldn't sell this, those evil Norfolk Southern people, you know, it's going to be a disaster, blah, blah, blah. Um, We're better off unloading it because if you don't own something, you're presumably going to sell assets and liabilities. So Norfolk Southern agrees to take on the entire rail, the maintenance, upkeep, all assets, all liabilities, which may accrue as a consequence of the rail's operations over the years. We wash our hands of it in return for $1.6 billion. We don't have anything to do with it thereafter, so we're free of any potential environmental problems that happen down the road if there's another derailment on that line, right?
2: Um, Yes, I mean, we still could possibly be impacted because three miles of this rail line is in Cincinnati. So obviously, we are always going to have concern and and want to know what's what's on that rail line and and the impact. And hopefully that they are um, up to safety standards because we don't want anything happening and impacting our community here. and so, so yes, but at the same time, us offloading it, we won't have we won't have all that as you're saying. Um, but at the same time, it's it, it's it's really looking at we have all of our eggs in one basket right now, um, getting that lease payment from a company, hoping that they always want to continue to lease from us and use our rail line, or taking that 1.6 billion dollars and investing it diversifying those investments and really having um, a a long-term financial plan, knowing that that investment is always there, getting the interest and spending the interest.
1: Okay, but even as things currently stand, I appreciate your concern for our local community. Obviously, if this East Palestine derailment had happened in Cincinnati along that stretch of line that goes through our area, we'd have some serious concerns right now. But we still right now under the lease agreement can't regulate what the railroad does on those lines. That's either federal regulations or what they choose to transport and all the rules that and whys and wherefores that go with it. So even under the current circumstances, we can't we we can't do anything more than's already been done. I mean, these types of trains yeah. are coming through our area, maybe even as we speak, right?
2: Yes, I mean, and, and there's no way for the city to regulate that right. whatsoever. The only thing that, yeah, and as you're saying, under the lease agreement, Norfolk Southern, they do all the maintenance, they manage all that stuff. So so the city doesn't have um, that obligation. The only thing that the city really can do is once a year, they get to go check the rail line. But that doesn't mean that we're checking it for safety standards. We're not checking it to make sure it's properly maintained. We're just checking it. To make sure it's still there. Um, that that check is literally for us to go say, hey, okay, <laughs> our property is still there. Um, it, it's all still connected. That's the extent of what the city gets to do in terms of oversight for that rail line, because we are preempted by the federal government.
1: Okay, so the nature of asking questions now before the sale goes through, assuming all the other I's are dotted and T's are crossed, is just to satisfy the public at large. But in the final analysis, the city can't do anything now, really, and the city certainly won't be able to do anything if it finally sells it. I get that all day long. Have has anybody asked about implications? I, I, I. There, there have been multiple lawsuits filed against Norfolk Southern as a consequence of the damage they did up in East Palestine. Um, How much damages are and whether or not punitive damages might be awarded in any given lawsuit remains to be seen. There is class action, I believe. I don't know if it's been certified or not. But let me just walk through a scenario because I'm thinking about, uh, oh, I don't know, Roundup or uh, the talcum powder cases. If you get multi-billion dollar damage awards for punitive damages, it is possible that that they they could bankrupt Norfolk Southern. And in bankruptcy proceedings, I'm wondering if we currently, under the lease agreement, we'd be considered a secured creditor and would be entitled to continue to get the full 25 million annually, or whatever it happens to be negotiated down the road, or would we be considered an unsecured creditor and might not even be able to get that if they had to go bankrupt? Second question, and this relates to bankruptcy law as well, there's clawback provisions. If Norfolk Southern puts $1.6 billion in an account for us in return for the railroad, might that be undone if they were to file bankruptcy within the clawback period of time? And bottom line is, has anybody raised this as a concern to the council members?
2: So uh, from those intricate details, I would need to speak to the law department to get an answer. But kind of in that, in that same realm, I did ask these questions when we had the hearing, um, I think two weeks ago, um, where the law department presented and Northwell Southern was there. And my biggest concern is, you know, we're entering into a, a sale agreement with a very risky partner right yeah, now. Yeah. Can they still afford to buy this? Um, knowing that they are probably going to get sued. They are going to have a, a massive financial obligation of cleaning all this up, and their leadership is going to be focused, hopefully focused, uh, in East Palestine. Um, are Is the sale still a top priority, and can they still buy it? Because all the time and money and resources that the city and the CSR board are putting into this sale, is the city going to be at a loss if they have to back out? So the answer was... One, Norfolk Southern has given the city about $20 million for this wholesale. So that is paid for all of our attorney's fees. That is paid for us to get third parties for the appraisals. That covers a lot of the time and resources the city has spent to get prepped to be able to sell. Um, Norfolk Southern has said that they they do have the funds, they still plan on it, and this is still a top priority for the company. Um, and the, the other, um, Piece of all of this is that um, they they, sorry, I just I just stepped on one of my kids' toys and now I just lost my
1: lost your train of thought. thought.
2: I, I I know what <laughs> that's like. Leg, that's not always a fun thing in the morning. No,
1: try doing four uh, hours of radio <laughs> five days a week when you lose your train of thought. It is an embarrassing moment. It happens more often than I care to admit. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, well, no, I gotta move these legos the next time, I okay. talk to you. but yeah, so but, but the, at the end of the day, the even, oh, what I was gonna say is so, so the sale agreement is already signed. There is no way to back out of this. The only okay. time this can't, the only reason this can't happen is if this doesn't pass. Um, by the voters. If it fails by the voters,
1: that's the only way it can end. Well, the interim component, and I know we have to part company because you only have time for one segment, we'll do that. But the interim component, though, is legislative action in Columbus. They have to change the state law about how the money can be used because under the current law, the money must be used to discharge the city's debt obligations. Now, is it a sure thing that our elected Mm -hmm. officials in Columbus are going to change the law or is that still a question mark?
2: So, from my understanding, that there is still a lot of support in Columbus to get this done. Um, I think they see the importance of this um, and and want to make sure that that is passed. I do know there are concerns from some leaders, like State Senator Bill Blessing, um, has pretty has been pretty vocal about um, his skepticism and all of this. Um, and I know. Um, our, our local state rep, um, Bill sites has been very supportive um, from my understanding that it, there still is a lot of support to be able to get this passed in the transportation budget.
1: All right. Well, I guess the only other thing that we need to consider is unloading it would free us from any potential environmental liability because my understanding over the years is that some of the most polluted ground in the country are along railroad sites. And I think about the Circle cleanups that occurred back in the 80s and the huge financial obligations that went along with that. Maybe just one more reason to want to unload it free of liabilities. Liz, you're always welcome on the program to bring us up to speed on uh, matters related to counsel. And of course, this one very important topic. Um, I look forward to hearing from you again real soon. I hope you have a fantastic day and watch out for the kids toys as you're walking out this morning.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And I'll, I'll, we'll keep you posted as, as new developments happen with this sale.
1: I truly appreciate it, Liz. Thanks for being available here on the 55K
0: Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. So go to 4 com slash on the right. That's 4Patriots, the number 4, Patriots.com slash on the right.